Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jesse Thorne out and about this week, but that doesn't mean uh, we're not going to release a fine podcast program for all of you. Uh, in his place, I have two uh, terrific guests, a, uh, a fan favorite, uh, returning guest, and uh, hopefully a new friend that you'll all grow to love dearly. <laughs> the returning guest uh, is a stand-up comic and a, uh, a, a co-worker of mine on At Midnight, Emmy Blotnick. Hi, Emmy. Hey, Jordan. Welcome back. Thank you. Nice to be back. A return appearance. It, yeah, it feels great. I think it's, this, might be, this might be the closest in appearance as someone has ever been. Wow. That's how high the demand was for a return appearance. <laughs> the people couldn't get enough plotness. More. They, I, I was getting death threats. Gamergate-style death threats if oh, I wouldn't boy. have you back on. So. Glad you're alive. So stop doxing me, everyone. <laughs> stop swatting me. Um, the uh, new friend that I mentioned uh, is a stand-up comic, a writer for Rift Tracks, uh, a writer for the, uh, the dearly departed podcast Wits, uh, Joseph Scrimshaw. Joseph, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to have the both of you. Um, let's, let's start here. I, uh, how are you guys beating the heat? <laughs> it's summertime. No, it's not even summertime. It's fucking fall, and it's still a bazillion degrees. Um, uh, how, how, what's your guys' heat misery like? How would you describe it? Is that, Maybe it can be on a scale or... or or maybe you're not miserable at all. Maybe um, you're enjoying no, it. No, misery is an accurate statement. <laughs> I, have, I have specific sweating places that I feel like. So sweat uh, zones. Sweat zones, and it's upper lip and upper back for me. <laughs> so it's kind of better to be upper than lower usually. I guess. Yeah, I, I suppose it, it takes longer for it to end up in my ass. <laughs> I, I would hope on both counts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a long journey. It's a, a trail of tears, if you will. It's really. It by the time oh, it the <laughs> Finally, we're here in the Great Valley. <laughs> it's like the land before time, yeah. but with a butt. So One does I... not just sweat into Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have two sweat zones. Uh, just... I have many, but those are like the main ones. Those are like, those are like the New York and L.A. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> upper lip sweat talks like this, yeah. but upper back sweat. Ladies. The pizza's bad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Joseph, now, the uh, we've only seen each other in person a couple of times. Yeah. We, uh, we've we kind of been on the same mass emails because uh, yeah. we've both been yes. uh, writing for Rift Tracks for a little bit. Uh, the couple times I've seen you, you're, uh, you have an all-black aesthetic. I do. Uh Talk about that choice in regards to how the fucking hot it is. Terrifying heat. Uh, it was a choice that started as laziness and became an accidental personal brand. Uh, and it makes laundry very easy. So, okay. Uh, so I generally go with the all black. And it's at this point, like, if I'm just living my life and I put on a bright blue shirt and take a picture of it and tweet it, I will get lots of responses like, what's going on? <laughs> My world! <laughs> Are you on Wild and Crazy Kids? <laughs> I went to the, uh, we well, I mean, if he did, uh, hopefully he would win a Sega Genesis. <laughs> right, right. Ideally, you come out of that deal with a new Sega Genesis. Or a Singalodeon. <laughs> the karaoke machine. <laughs> was it a Nickelodeon-branded karaoke machine? I think that was pure coincidence. Okay. Yeah, that just sounds like an old guy who can't let Nickelodeon go. Yeah. I'm a Singalodeon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the heat 
heat is bad for me because I do wear all black and mm-hmm. I am stubborn about it. But I've only been in Los Angeles for a year and a half. I'm from Minnesota. Okay, so that might that might be more a part of. You probably acquired this all black wardrobe while in Minnesota. Yeah, in Minnesota, it can get really hot in the winter, which mm-hmm. or in the summer, it gets terrible in the winter, terrible cold, and then terrible hot in the summer. Uh, but still, I hated the cold so much that the heat here is agony, but it is grateful agony. Okay, because it is so much better. Oh, so you're just cold. you're just imagining that winter that would be coming were yes. you in Minnesota. Yes. See, okay. The cold in Minnesota, it's, it's the combination of the cold and the snow that physically stops you from doing the crap you want to do. Uh-huh. And the heat is like, whew, I'm going to have to walk a little slower. Maybe <laughs> turn on the AC. Sure. It's not like there are 10 feet of white shit that want to murder me. Yeah. Ugh. I just I always feel I'm I'm a an East Coast person so I I prefer freezing cold to burning hot. Uh if only because I don't like to be like I don't like the sun and I feel like a pile <laughs> of pork goo moving around here like I just feel like I'm I'm encouraging uh like being cooked. Yeah, so. I mean I feel gross uh certainly and I have sweat all all over the place. Uh yeah, and I hate taking showers when it's hot because then actually just putting on my black shirts is an adventure because yeah. they just they won't go on. And then I put on my shirt today, I put it on backwards and mm. it was a real de- like debate. Like, it's just a podcast. <laughs> no one will on see. Shall I show up with my clothes on backwards? Because <laughs> it's not going to be a five-minute ordeal to peel this off. Hey, I get it, man. Off. I get it. Yeah, definitely, like, post-shower when it's hot and, like, slipping on those underwear over your jeans. damp, hot oh. genitals. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I should probably never fuck again. This is so gross. Yeah. Uh uh, I should I should mention though in uh, in uh, in contrast you're all black you have a handsome pair of uh, red Chuck Taylors on bright I red do. Chuck Taylors is I a little do. a little note of color and I think that's uh, that's a lot of fun yeah and it's also accidental branding it it turned out it worked out uh, that I have this nice little uh, look but this was also I got these red shoes when I was playing a piece of wheat at a museum in Minnesota many years ago <laughs> <laughs> that's the most Minnesota acting job of all time yes and I was given these red shoes it's like the only thing I like about playing a piece of wheat are these cool red shoes. <laughs> what was it for? I'm going to take them. Uh, it's from a museum called Mill City Museum, mm-hmm. which is a cool museum. It's on St. Anthony Falls, which is the big uh, waterfall that made Minneapolis grow there, and they made flour mills there, and that's where uh, that's where um, um, General Mills got started. Oh, okay. In Pillsbury and that. So it's a fun museum. Yeah. I think in, in Minnesota there are two acting jobs that most people get. You know, I think – I mean, I think New Yorkers, you know, every New Yorker who's in the acting industry, uh, who's an actor in New York, you know, they've all been on Law and Order. Yeah. They've all oh, been yes. on Law and Order. That's right. Uh, it's sometimes that's multiple different characters. <laughs> in Minnesota, it's just wheat and chaff. Yeah. <laughs> your wheat, oh. your chaff, or stand in for Prince. <laughs> I would have loved to play chaff. Oh. <laughs> Chaff's the angry fucking bitter one. Yeah. You're going to push me aside, motherfuckers. Oh, no, I'm chaff. We got to separate these two. <laughs> the, uh, the actual big thing that everybody plays in Minnesota is everybody has a blue shirt and a red shirt to audition for Best Buy and Target. Because uh. they're both based in Minnesota. Oh, and they do their commercials out they there. They do their commercials. So every sad... Actor has a blue shirt and a red shirt. <laughs> That's so funny. Them, them going like, well, I mean, he was perfect, exactly what we were looking for. But 
he didn't have the blue shirt, so I just couldn't picture him in the role. <laughs> that has happened to friends. You're like, come on, it's a blue shirt. They know what a blue. They're gonna give me a blue shirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, not gonna yeah. wear my blue shirt. <laughs> I uh, I have not auditioned for a commercial in a long time, but I was always so fucking insulted when they wanted you to dress up as the thing with that reasoning yeah. exactly of like, well, I'm not gonna wear this in the commercial. I'm gonna wear something different. Also. People have imaginations. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it definitely felt like you were just putting on a little pageant from for, you know, Ford Ford guys. It's like, look at all these goofballs we can parade around in front of you. Yeah. Uh, definitely the worst one of those was when I had to audition for Comic-Con Weirdo. Oh, God. What did they want you to wear? <laughs> they just said, bring your, you know, bring your, bring your craziest Comic-Con outfit. Express but you, yourself. Yeah, but you couldn't uh, wear anything branded, so. Like, it's a Batman suit with no dick. <laughs> <laughs> does this How work? Does that work? Does, is, uh, does it mean there's a hole where Batman's dick comes out? Yes. Excellent. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, so he can fuck or <laughs> masturbate or pee. <laughs> Strike terror in the hearts of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me fuck your wife, Riddler. <laughs> she loves it. I had fuck to... me this, Batman. Ha <laughs> 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 ha Batman, little did you know, I had a cuckolding finish. <laughs> so I love this. <laughs> I had to go on a commercial audition just as a quote-unquote tired mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's no way to do this that's not insulting to myself and moms. Yeah. <laughs> and they are like the the descriptions in those commercial calls never pull any punches. It's always like I auditioned for a lot of like fat asshole <laughs> or unfuckable loser oh, or God. yeah, sexless heap. Sexless heap is a great that's a yeah. magnificent description. Yeah, someone someone who no one would ever fuck. Yeah. yeah. I always ask like I told my agent I only want to go on comedy roles. Just let me play the Comic-Con loser or the guy who doesn't get the girl where Sure. But I was right on the cusp of like you are like not handsome but you're sort of ruggedly weird so we'll try to send you out for like DJs and things like that and that was always just the most embarrassing. Oh yeah. Like have to pretend that I could be hip and cool like I can't. Yeah. Like, I don't know like they they made me pretend to spin a record once. I don't even know what the hell it was. I just like touched my ear and made a scratching gesture and I mean that's that's I think what I would do in that situation too. Right. Yeah. Pretend you're petting a tall dog. <laughs> Why are you lin- on the record's ass like that. <laughs> Just doing it like I petting a dog. That's how I pet a dog. And I always Sorry. pay a lot of attention to their buttholes. Uh, to be fair, uh, this is not a not an indictment of your looks, Joseph. I think you're a very <laughs> handsome guy. Well, thank you. But when you see – and this is definitely an L.A. phenomenon of the billboard – of the DJ who's going to be in Vegas for the next, you know, four months or something. They're amazing. Yeah, they really are amazing. So it'll be, you know, and they always have, you know, they always have these normal names. It'll be like, you know, David Phillips at Omni, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Armin Van Buren at <laughs> Chrysalis. Yeah, so I, I like Chrysalis. goosh better. Than <laughs> goosh. Check out this DJ at a vaguely sex noise. <laughs> Fred at Plorp. Right. <laughs> Can't wait to see Fred at Plorp. It's, it makes the Stefan character make so much sense when you see that. Like sometimes they make the billboards so that the douche rises above the the perimeter of the billboard. Yeah. Can't be so like it's another seven feet of some guy's like frosted tip. <laughs> <laughs> right. So planes are hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> planes are knocking off this guy's hair. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> uh, my point about these guys was that if they were not on a billboard, 
you know, that had been airbrushed and, you know, added an art deco filter to and yeah. kind of surrounded by all these geometric shapes that, you know, appear to be rocketing out of the backs of their heads. <laughs> these would be fucking dorks. Yes. Like, these... be like, get my latte, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the difference between barista and celebrity <laughs> DJ is nebulous. Yes, it's just... It's, it's the quality of gel. Right. Yeah, it's, right, it's, yes. If Mer- Mercury was in retrograde the week that he made a, a song or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if, uh, if a billionaire was horny that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How like horny Bruce was the... Wayne? I think I just trivialized astrology pretty well <laughs> <laughs> and electronic music oh, good. so we're really socking it to, uh, to all kinds business. of groups <laughs> uh, one of my favorite people that I'm Facebook friends with still like a girl from my college who is now discovering DJing and mm. she's like pursuing it very seriously sure uh, and so she writes all these self-serious posts that are like, for those of you who think DJs just stand behind their laptops and press play, like you're wrong. Whoa! And then you See, know. okay, so that's me. <laughs> yes, I, I also need to. Think that. I need to read one of these posts. Apparently, have you have you been able to pull out any kind of rationale for her feelings? Do you do you know why she thinks DJing is more than just laptop uh, maintenance? Uh, pass. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I've, I've experienced some very bad DJs, and then that makes sure. me appreciate a quality DJ. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I definitely like definitely like you know when you are in a place that has music and the music is particularly good and it you know segues nicely and, yeah. and and creates a mood for the evening. I mean that's definitely something special. But but it seems like there's a huge gap between you know sports bar that's doing a great job with music <laughs> and bazillionaire who's on a billboard. Yeah, it and seem- most people can't seem to really top Pandora. Sure, so. right. <laughs> well, I think that's it, is that I would be very happy if DJs just played a song that I could dance to, and yeah. then there would be a, a one-second break, and then another song. I'd be happy with that, and I think that's probably a horrible insult to the art of DJing. <laughs> Why do you want to blend things? Can you just play songs? <laughs> yeah. Back to back? Listen, we all just want to hear Karma Chameleon <laughs> and then Uptown Funk. Yes. Yeah, basically. Anything like 84 to 2004, we're good. <laughs> Other than that, with the blending. Uh, but yeah, I think really bad DJs, it's an art form where they can get you to the point where they're really excited about a song and then just nothing happens for a while and get you into that point where sure. you are just sort of shuffle dancing for long enough that you realize how stupid you look. And mm. then when Groove is in the heart kicks in, <laughs> you just lose your shit. And then that place becomes a fuck palace. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, and then, you know, I guess... I guess where we are at now, the height of DJdom is making you anticipate that bass drop. Right. Like maybe that's what these right. these men are being paid, you know, millions of dollars right. for. They're like explorers to like see how far can we go. Right. How long can we go until the beat drops. Sure. And yeah, I mean, I think in that way they're they're pioneers. They're noble. I think I have come around during this <laughs> they're discussion. They're the real heroes. Exactly. <laughs> Our nation's first responders they're fine, but yeah. I think really the people that are pushing us culturally yeah. are the celebrity DJs. Yeah, you would be so lucky. As to they be. let the beat drop right away. Tim Thompson at, at Glorp. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it would be the best thing that ever happened to you if Red Robin let you play at DJ in one of their commercials. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I mean, maybe you also while you're DJing get unlimited steak fries. Oh, that, yeah, I, yeah. I think I, that would be a good addition to my diet. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, back to back to beating the heat. This was my this is my beating the heat uh, story, or maybe a, a rather a beating the heat opportunity that I feel like I missed. Uh, 
so I do not have air conditioning in my apartment. It is a it's one of those. You're char- so brave. Yeah, thank you. I, you know what? I think it's our nation's first responders, celebrity <laughs> DJs, and then me. Yeah, absolutely. As far as who yeah. America owes something to. Do you have a fan? I have multiple fans, and I have a fan system around the room <laughs> that I've created a homemade vortex. <laughs> Um, it's just your cat flying around like the cow. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I just make my cat run in circles till she generates a um, <laughs> a wave. Um, but it's you know it's one of those one of those charming old '30s buildings that is not set up for air conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's set up to have a fan on a block of ice. Like that's you know that was the cooling system when this building was built. Uh, so there's nowhere to put in a wall unit. Um, I think there's probably some handyman type stuff I could yeah. probably do to install one, but uh, that ain't me, guys. <laughs> that ain't me. Uh, not who I am. I'm not a guy who <laughs> tries to solve a problem with cleverness. I don't do things with my hands. No, I just am miserable and create a fan vortex. I'm not a Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> I would never be caught dead I buying lumber. Audition for one of those guys. Oh, boy. I mean, I don't have an orange shirt, so how yeah, could yeah, I? How mind. could I? Um, so I have a series of fans, and it's 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 fine. It's still a little bit miserable in there. But uh, last weekend, uh, we were in uh, Portland uh, for a live show that um, hopefully you've listened to already. It's in the goddamn feed, so fucking listen to it. Uh, so we were in Portland, and we were staying at a hotel. And I was very, very excited to stay at the hotel because of, you know, hotel air conditioning, which is the most powerful of the air conditionings. Um, and, you know, it was just at a – you know, it was not at a a, you know – charming you know portland b&b it was at a i think it was a red roof inn i think it was a chain it was right by the airport and i'm like this place will not be charming at all but it will have that fucking hotel air conditioning that 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 strip your skin from your bones hotel (laughs) air conditioning that i just needed i just needed it you deserve it girl (laughs) (laughs) thanks am i your world (laughs) you bet (laughs) um and it started out like I spent the week leading up to it like fantasizing about the air conditioning. Like I would just think about what I was going to do. And it started to like, oh, I'm going to blast it as soon as I get in there. And then it turned into, oh, I'm going to like take off all my clothes as soon as I get in there and just feel the, you know, feel the artificial <laughs> blast. Be a Nelly song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to be a living Nelly song. But instead of getting laid in the club, I'm going to stand alone naked in a hotel room. And... and I definitely had this moment where I genuinely wanted to become naked and splay out in front of the air conditioning, and I just had this fantasy of it coming in through my butt and filling me like a balloon (laughs) and becoming this air-conditioned balloon man who was never hot again, Uh, and I didn't do it. I definitely was in the room and enjoyed the air conditioning, but I didn't splay out. Now you have a great kids' book idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how to play? How to? How, yeah, how to create? How to become a man balloon um, <laughs> through your butt? Yeah, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Like, you know, I had a time to, you know, grab life by the balls or right. to, you know. Did you take your clothes off? Uh, I was in my undies, okay. but I did not strut around nude. And I should have. I should have done more, but it felt <laughs> while I was there, it felt undignified. It felt like. Yeah. New low. Okay. You so know? Were you trying to get yourself to the point of being comfortable enough to just whip your underwear off and total splay? I just kept telling myself, I'll do it later. I'll splay later. <laughs> I'm so busy. I got so much to take care of. But I left. I got in the shuttle and went to the airport not having 
splayed out in front of the air conditioner, and now it's all I can think of. And I'm I'm worried that to close this loop in my head, I will have to just get a Holiday Inn for a night and do it here. <laughs> like, just go to the Burbank Airport. You should. To the Doubletree. Now, would you would you stay for a whole night, or would you just go in for, like, two hours for a personal splay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, just, like, slip one of the cleaning guys a 20 and just say, hey... Come back to room 212. I'm right after s- I seal the deal. <laughs> <laughs> right after I become a balloon man. I'm just going to become naked in the deep <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think I might have to, bef- if, if this heat wave continues, you know, if anybody has any, you know, favorite L.A. hotel chains that you think have good air conditioning, <laughs> hit me on Twitter and let me know where I can splay. I once stayed at a, the standard for like a night for something here, uh-huh. and the air this is kind of a downtown uh, club kid destination. Yeah, it's it's for DJs and people who want to be DJs. <laughs> DJs and the DJ adjacent. Yeah, exactly. The DJ adjacent. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they have everything is like a little sexualized in in this hotel, mm-hmm. uh, and the air conditioner knob instead of like low, medium, high, it was like blow. Blow harder. Like, pull my dick. <laughs> I don't know what the last thing was. But it was all... Does it make you cooler? Or it's... is that... Does pull the dick get the temperature up? I don't think... There wasn't a pull... There wasn't pull not a lot of, not a logic. Not a lot of logic to this, though, no, to be fair. I, just, I couldn't remember what the third one was. Like, blow hardest, probably. Yeah, sure. But it, it, I just remember being like, this is the douchiest air conditioner that I'll ever turn on. <laughs> like, they're, they're inserting such uh, douchery into this. <laughs> the air conditioner had frosted tips on it, too, yes. right? It had... <laughs> they blow in the wind. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, before, I mean, if you would have described that air conditioning, you'd be like, well, that's that's a little much. But now... Is it at right the up your alley? point I'm at, <laughs> I think that has sexualized this air conditioner just enough. <laughs> So maybe I maybe my strategy of just going to a you know Best Western or something maybe I should go excuse the expression balls out yeah <laughs> yes. go to the standard <laughs> put on my best vest with no shirt on underneath <laughs> and splay out in style yeah now, would you watch splay anything? out like the stars yeah sure would you watch anything or would you just try to be in the perfect state of balls out oh yeah coolness meditative and just like yeah. take that into yourself so you can hold on to it later yeah maybe I would like get, turn on pay-per-view and watch a movie I missed in theaters like Ant-Man <laughs> <laughs> I love the combination of I want my balls utterly exposed and I'm gonna watch a movie called Ant-Man <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, well, on that on that delightful note, uh, we're going to take a break, uh, maybe drink some water, and we'll be right back for more Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot-button topics you never knew you cared so much about, like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this.
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Emmy Blotnick, Cornbright scholar. <laughs> Joseph Scrimshaw, adjective noun. <laughs> Good, I like it. It's uh, you, you leave it up to the to the <laughs> listener's imagination. I'm a choose your own adventure human. Yeah, this is great. This is, I mean, this is after all theater of the mind. What we're doing here, people have to imagine me a sort of radio drama. This, right, if you will. Imagine us all splayed. <laughs> yes, dials up to blow harder. <laughs> I'm watching Ant Man. If you know what I mean. And Paul Rudd sure is charming. He what really a charmer. Is. He can really, 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 handsome. really can really, really juice a joke. Uh, I mean, your nickname, Cornbright Scholar, has something to do with a with a treat you've brought us. Can you can you explain? What? Yeah, I went to I went to a bakery around the corner from here, and they had bag snacks that I had never seen before. Uh, one of them is called Cornbrights, <laughs> and they look like basically like obese, uh, like cereal bits, like like <laughs> puffed up uh, fruity pebbles. Okay. And this is actually something I think I think the the listeners at home uh, would love a review of if they if they can't make it uh, over here to uh, beautiful East LA where uh, you do have a lot of stores that sell mystery snacks. Yeah, I think that's the district we're in is the unidentifiable <laughs> snack you've never seen district. And uh, these are let's see, these are from the Diana brand. Oh, everyone's sure. everyone's favorite when it comes to snacking. <laughs> and they are sugar coated vanilla flavored corn snack. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, let's have a corn bright. And I, uh, as I think you mentioned, it does sound like a scholarship for yes, diabetic uh, kids. Exactly. No, they're That's are they I, all kind of banana shaped. Am I are, seeing that correctly? Yeah, they're they're kind of runt shaped. In fact, ah, uh, okay. Because they're few, supposed to be like runts. Mm, Is that I it? don't know if the colors have different flavors, but I somehow doubt it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's like, too much thought. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, for the brand. So, yeah. So these taste a lot like a very fruity cereal but without the milk. I think you could probably exactly. have these in a bowl with uh, with milk and it would be indistinguishable from a from a Trix. Right. It, oh, Trix. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. circling the cereal that these are most like and I was – it's not Lucky Charms. It's not Fruity Pet. It's Trix. It might be an Oops All Berries but <laughs> <laughs> that's a – That is the best cereal name. <laughs> I love that it was an accident. I love that they would try to put it off like it's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. These just taste like every movie tie-in cereal that they make just for like a month. Like, here's Batman cereal. Here's Star Wars cereal. Just oh like yeah. yeah, sugar shit. Yeah, Mr. T cereal. He's yes. a generic sugar shit. Would you like any more? That's so uh, funny. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, as as kind of forgettable and familiar as these are, I could eat a whole bag. I think so too. These are very tasty. I kind I of like corn brights. I'm going from corn bright scholar to professor at the corn bright institute. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there any actual corn involved? Do we think? Yeah, I would corn think so. Syrup. Corn, yeah, corn syrup, see? <laughs> first ingredient. Oh, no, sugar comes first. Excuse me. We're Proud redeemed. American farmers out in the fields growing that <laughs> corn syrup. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the uh, – boy, we re- – it's, it's funny you mentioned movie tie-in cereals. Does that happen anymore? Is there an Ant-Man cereal? Is there a Furious 7 cereal that we just I, don't know? There's a Star Wars one right now. Okay. Uh, that's just sort of like it's not actually for the new movie. It's just all of the branding of remember Star Wars. So you're not getting a you're not getting a BB-8 marshmallow in there. Uh, I think you are, but they're grossly misshapen to mm. the point where you have to refer on the back to like that's either BB-8 or Yoda or Darth Vader's penis. I don't know. <laughs> to the marshmallow key on the back of the box. Yeah. Something bulbous that I'm supposed to put in my mouth, and it's a marshmallow. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, kids these days that's they're it's unfortunate they don't have the 
gross, generic-tasting tie-in <laughs> cereals that we had as kids. This one is not shy about the sugar. Like, sometimes the sugar is masked by some other alleged flavor, like chocolate or fruit. Yeah. This is just no bullshit. It is sugar-flavored. It's sugar-flavored. Yeah. The they said vanilla in there, but vanilla takes a, a distant yeah. backseat. This is what yeah. drone ants make for the queen. <laughs> like pure glucose meant to make our egg sacs heartier. Yes. Yeah. This is just so much sugar that it makes you think of vanilla just conceptually. Sure. This is no what vanilla in this. Katy Perry pooped during the California Girls video. <laughs> and they bagged it? Yes. It's, it's amazing this wasn't more expensive than it was. It's it explains true. it shape, though. You know that those coffee beans that have to get passed through a ferret's intestines first? Yeah. These are are those. These are those. Okay. (laughs) Well, thanks for bringing them. Hey, my pleasure. Oh, Katy Um, Perry poo. uh, While we're snacking, uh, I mean, there's something I wanted to ask you about. Um, Now, you have, you've lived in L.A. for uh, almost a year now? Six months. Six months. Yeah. Uh, And... And you moved here to work on the At Midnight program. Indeed. Um, and you did something that I thought was really interesting and noble, uh, but also very time-consuming, which is to to furnish your new apartment. You did not just do a one big IKEA or Target or you know home goods run. You have been slowly and steadily. Collecting things from Craigslist weirdos, yeah, uh, and driving to all parts of LA County, uh, <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to check in about this to see how it's going and to see what what if any prize pieces you have from this um, this delightful fool's errand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for spinning this in a positive way. That's sure. nice. It's mostly because uh, I can't assemble stuff, and like I I. I'm alone in this place, so, like, I I bought – when I first got the place, I bought a stepladder from Ikea for $40, which is a bad price. Yeah. yeah. And it came in, like, 70 parts, and in an hour and a half <laughs> sitting on the floor, I got through half of it. And then I put the, unass- I put the half-assembled thing on Craigslist and was, like – the description was like, get this away from me. <laughs> Ladder bad. Yeah. I hated it so much. And so I was looking for things that seemed like kind of quality uh, that like I couldn't karate chop in half on a bad day. Sure. Uh, and and it, like there's so much stuff on Craigslist. You just have to like be patient with weeding through it and with the fact that like maybe 60 pe- 60% of the people dealing on Craigslist – are like missing some screws themselves. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Not unlike a piece of IKEA furniture. Indeed, you get the human version. <laughs> sure, they they could use an Allen wrench, right. but it wasn't in the bag. <laughs> are you trying to avoid weirdos, or at this point, is that part of your sort of uh, curatorial process where you want to collect a story with each piece of furniture? Oh well, the stories are such they're not all good. So I, you know, I. Like I'd like it to be as smooth a transaction as possible, but uh, every once in a while you get somebody who like lies about the state that the thing is in, and then you get yeah. there and it's like covered in raccoons, and you're like, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Did I mention it's currently on fire. Yes. That up. Oh, that's the ultimate red flag. Sure. <laughs> if they don't disclose that it's not on fire. What has been the biggest? What has been the biggest? You know. A bill of goods that you've been sold as far as a piece of furniture. What has been the, the time where you've gone there and seen something that was the most different from the picture? Oh, I guess this isn't that dramatic, but there was one table that was in a girl's bedroom in the photo, and then in person it was corroded like like uh, it was 
just freshly pulled out of the Titanic remains. <laughs> like it was like thick with dark brown and orange rust, and I was like. I have to go buy chemicals now if I want to deal with this. Sure, because I'll get tetanus yes. when, I'm, <laughs> when I'm trying to eat breakfast. So it's, you know, it's. I, I think you can judge decently from what kind of photos people post where it's like if you're looking for a couch and the person leaves their cat on the couch with like those glowing green <laughs> eyes from the flash. Sure. And it's like maybe I shouldn't like let myself into this person's house. Sure. Because like they, the quality of the photography, you yeah. can tell if it's going to be good. It's just a common sense type of thing. Yeah. It's like, did they bother to clean up their house at all before they took the picture? A lot of people leave their living rooms in just the shittiest states. <laughs> so you're like, oh, now I know that you eat oops all berries in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oops, this is my life. <laughs> I was about to say, oops, not married. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like it that That's, much. It's good that you didn't say that. It's delightful. That was something I noticed the last time I was looking for apartments is that that if – when I was – it was more of, of a thing of, of can we get the whole apartment in the shot that we're using? Because I remember driving by one that had nice photos and, you know, was, you know, in what I believe to be a nice neighborhood. But I remember pulling up and just, you know, making a, you know, making a, an arrangement with the realtor, the tenant or whoever is showing the thing to be there at a certain time. And I remember pulling up and if there were broken children's toys on the lawn, I'm like, do I even look in this place? Like, there's a guy coming over and you can't get rid of the, you know, rusted, shattered play school corn popper on the lawn. How how fun a place will this it's be like, to live? If he's holding a stroller over his head, intending to smash it on your car. <laughs> Are you a bad dad? This is the house for you. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Have you disappointed your family and everyone else? <laughs> Live here. So there's – yeah, there's a certain thing of like if you can't even muster this much effort, why bother? Right. Uh, so what have you got that you've that you've really liked? Has anything good come of this? A, a lot of good – well, a lot of things are just like – I like the, – the key I find if you need everything is to look for people who are getting rid of everything. Okay. And then also look for people who live in really nice neighborhoods because – So people who are fleeing. Fle- yeah, <laughs> fleeing wealthy people. So it's people who are fleeing like Beverly Hills, the yes. Pacific Palisades, uh, Highland Park. Up by the Hollywood sign. I sure. found a few yard sales and people who were moving out and stuff who seemed totally disconnected with the value of objects. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're cool. like – Oh, like a rich person who – has never bought milk before. Yes, that kind yeah, of person like is a, a great person to buy. Sitcom version of like the one percent. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because awesome. I got like I got a rug for ten dollars that was in great shape, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And I just realized, like, oh, this person just doesn't care. Like, it's right. All of this is nothing to them. They just want to like be done with this. Sure. So, you yeah you the opportunism is in uh, like yeah people who are moving who are out of time or who have tons of money and no regard for sure. anyone else value yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the have you met any any weirdos what what is the what is the weirdest weirdo either most delightful or most terrifying oh let me think I. Uh... There's one uh, one girl who I the, the rusty table one who I've since run into <laughs> on the street. Oh once, wow! Who shouted me down by yelling, "Girl, girl!" 
girl, <laughs> which was scary. Sure. Uh, and you automatically turn around because that's your gender. I guess. Yeah. And if it's like a quiet street, you know, I don't know. Sure. Uh, all the neighbors are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> a girl uh, here? <laughs> And then she matched with my friend on Tinder. So it almost feels like... Like the universe either wants us to reconcile or we're going to have some kind of duel or I don't know what will happen next. So do you have the table that you described as thick with rust? Yes. And I covered it with cloth and it's fine. Cool. Did you have to scrape it first? <laughs> yes, I tried. I actually burnt some skin off my hand using something called CLR, which is like calcium lime rust. And mm. it's it, I I was like, oh, you can like dissolve a person with this. <laughs> so I stopped. That'll I be another up. fun project. <laughs> yeah, dissolving my person. Uh, so I gave up on that after after the first uh, uh, sharp burning sensation. <laughs> I d- I will say that I had a really lovely time. There was a, a of you and me and Matt Myra in Matt Myra's backyard painting a bookcase that you had found. Oh yeah. I thought that was a lovely evening. And then we went and stood in line and got the Batman game. That's right. I felt like that was sort of a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why am I in a GameStop at midnight? <laughs> <laughs> because it's the fucking most fun you've ever had. <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> um, I kind of felt, I felt a little bit bad about dragging you to that. This um, is not my beautiful GameStop. <laughs> Sorry. And the games go by. <laughs> Say was it goes, uh, That you wouldn't take... I don't know. I don't know how we got into that. I think it was kind of it was kind of spur of the moment. It was kind of like this will be this will be fun. We're out anyways. Um, but yeah, definitely like that that experience. And you're not somebody who plays video games or is in that world. It really delivered on what you think that's going to be. <laughs> waiting in line at midnight to get a video game, <laughs> where it's like, where is that smell coming from? <laughs> oh, just around. Yeah, yeah. Everybody collectively, just yes. excitement, sweat. Look at all these cargo shorts. Yeah, but I was glad that you were around to paint a little bit because I painted a lot of. St- I found paint. You can get ugly furniture on Craigslist and paint it white, and if it's a nice shape, then suddenly it's a nice thing. And <laughs> I like. I I found that painting is just sort of painting furniture. Which doesn't take a lot of skill is actually like a nice activity. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun. There's a soothing kind of repetitive element to it that right. I like a lot. Before yeah. there were yes, websites, I guess that's <laughs> sure. what you do to You're kill us. Yeah. Yeah. just making all the horror of the furniture go away, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. just, just painting away the awful memories, <laughs> the things that this furniture has seen. I painted yeah. over an old lady's earring that was in one of the drawers. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was a mistake. <laughs> uh, Joseph, when you, you – now, you moved here not too, too long ago. You said year and a half Yeah, about a year and a half. When you moved, did you did you bring over everything from Minnesota or did you purge? God, no. Uh, we purged. We still own a house in Minneapolis that we tried to sell. Okay. And went through all the photography stuff of trying to make it look nice. Sure. Uh, and then we got a storage space. So, like, most of my life is in a storage space in Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, and then we brought very, very little to our nice small apartment, and that is great. We love not having all of the sort of just shit that we accumulated oh, nice. in our lives. And owning a house in Minneapolis was just – the house was lovely, but I, it was, <laughs> I got to face the reality that I'd rather be playing Batman video games than doing anything handy Oh, sure, all. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, you know, to be fair – Ridding Gotham of Scarecrow is handy. It's handy for the people of Gotham. They appreciate it. Um, did you uh, did you do Craigslisting or uh, did you do a 
target run? How did you how did you fill the house with the necessary house stuff? Uh, when we when we had the house, yeah. we got one or two things from that we like saved up and bought like a nice couch because we knew we're mostly just going to sit in here. Sure. I respect <laughs> then, that. Yeah, it was very sparsely decorated. The house was like buying the idea of being adults. And sure. And we got in there like, eh. It's really time-consuming and expensive to be a true adult. <laughs> sure. With like actual nice furniture. Let's get model trains. <laughs> <laughs> the only piece of furniture I got from Craigslist was for like a comedy video I was shooting that a buddy who was doing it with me was supposed to bring a couch, and he just didn't. Mm-hmm. So we needed to get a couch like that day to shoot. So we looked up Craigslist and went out into the boonies of Minneapolis-St. Paul, and we went to the address that was listed, and it was like this old sort of horror house out of Resident (laughs) Evil with, like, this rotten porch. (laughs) And we knocked on the door, and this very old, like, David Lynch man came to the door. He's like, well, come on in. And we entered, and there's a dog that he was petting, and he's like, sit down, I'll make you a sandwich. And we're like, I'll um, make you a sandwich? <laughs> uh-huh. I could see glass of water, cup nope. of coffee. He's gonna make <laughs> I'm going to make you a sandwich. Uh, what did you do? Well, we said, well, we're here for the, the couch. And he's like, well, great. Uh, what did you like in your sandwich? Uh, <laughs> and then we said, you know, the, the couch from Craigslist. And honest to God, he said, what's a Craigslist? <laughs> And we suddenly realized this is not the home that it's supposed to be. <laughs> but this guy was not knowing what you were talking about, was prepared to make you a sandwich? He was really adamant that we sit down yeah. <laughs> and stay a while. And we're like, no, that's okay if you don't know what a Craigslist is. There sure. hasn't been a Craigslist here now. in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Craig died a long time ago. Some say you can still hear him. <laughs> Making his list. <laughs> With the moon is full. Just enumerating things. <laughs> you can hear Craig scratch it away, making a list of people he thinks should die. <laughs> Yeah, so then we drove around and found, like, the actual house, and, like, yeah. the number was off um, by a little bit. This was way out in the country, so they were a ways away. But then they were just, like, the people we actually got it from, like, out of a Target commercial, just, like, perfect people with a little oh. nice little uh, futon. But then we told them about the guy at the murder house, mm-hmm. and they just said, yeah, we know about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Jesus. So, yeah, that like, was like, you didn't eat the sandwich, did you? <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> Sit down. Uh, yeah, so that was my one and only actual Craigslist experience because it was just yeah, terrifying. That seems like right. seems like you could have died. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. So I think 90, my feeling is like 90% of the time it's totally fine. And then it's just the 10% is so bizarre. Sure. That it's like, oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, it, it, right. It kind of colors the whole Craigslist experience. That yeah. one time when you have to deal with a, a jittering weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, we have next to nothing, and it's awesome. Yeah. I don't want anything else. <laughs> yeah, you're not a fan of stuff. No, no. <laughs> Um, You're minimalists. I am there now. I was not sure. at all. Just make it a make it a philosophy. I think minimalist is a good way to approach it. Just yeah. say it's part of my personal my personal brand. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of black. I wear black, red shoes, and I don't have shit. <laughs> <laughs> now you, uh, Joseph, you recently got back from uh, kind of a novel comedy tour. Yeah. What did I, I feel like I was seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter and 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 such about this, uh, and it started at. Dragon Con? Yeah, so I do a lot of comedy within sort of the geek world, mm-hmm. um, so I do a lot of conventions. Shocked, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I seem so not geeky with my constant Star Wars references. Um, so yeah, Dragon Con's insane. It's a great big convention. It's super fun. Uh, uh, wh- where is it? Dragon Con is in Atlanta, Georgia, hmm. which is really easy to forget because it's, this year I think it was 70,000 people who were there for Dragon Con. Okay. So all in super uber geek costumes. 
but also with a huge party mentality. So it's just sort of like, there's Cyclops from the X-Men, and he's drunk. Oh, look, there's two Dumbledore who look like they're about to have sex. <laughs> Total, like, wall-to-wall. People are just making it rain on the Dumbledores who are making out. You can easily see that. They're, like, themed parties. It's like a huge party convention. So there's yeah. a lot of, like, performances and shows. Um, and I did, uh, at DragonCon, we did a big concert. Uh, Paul and Storm were in, and Mike Furman, a bunch of other uh, great, cool people, and I did a stand-up set. Um, and then the big finale of the concert was uh, one of the performers from Monty Python just coming up on stage to sing a little song. Oh, wow. Uh, who was it? Uh, it was uh, n- not Terry Jones, right? Is that uh, right? Uh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, Terry Gilliam was the year before. Was that DragonCon the year before? Oh, what? Yeah. great. So they try, and get, they try and get a python every year. Yes, they try to get huh. a python every year. Oh, man, yeah. that's, that, that's yeah, terrific. So it's very surreal. So the end of the concert was we were waiting for Terry Jones to get there and put on his night costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could sing Always Look on the Bright Side of Life sure. with the cast. Uh, but it was taking a while, so I was in charge of running back and, back and forth from the stage to like tell the performers on stage to stretch, and then checking in this weird sort of back hallway of a hotel to see if Terry Jones had put on his clothes yet. <laughs> Ed, uh, when, you are doing, when you are doing a con-based show yeah. where you kind of know something about the audience, so you're like, okay, well, this is going to be, you know, 40% drunk Dumbledores. <laughs> like, is there, are there, like, a jokes you can do at that that you cannot do at, you know, the Laugh Factory or yeah, something? Yeah, absolutely. The weird thing is I don't tend to go super, super deep on geek references, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between knowing intellectually who Obi-Wan Kenobi is uh-huh. and just fucking loving Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> having thoughts and opinions and a relationship sure. with him. Sure, yeah. And that's the difference is, like, I could do an Obi-Wan Kenobi joke at the Laugh Factory. People are like, yeah, that guy, great. Sure. But, you know, at the convention, they love him. Right. There are many of them sitting next to <laughs> Obi-Wan sitting right next there to him. There are several other. Obi-Wans. Yes, <laughs> they're everywhere. Uh, so, yeah. So the set I did at DragonCon and on the tour is this set I've been doing that's a mix of jokes about Star Wars and then social justice. Okay. Which is just like I was I was sitting around and thinking like I want to do the things that are on my mind and those are the two things <laughs> sure. that I'm thinking about. It seemed really stupid and fun to put them together. I guess if you do spend a lot of time on the internet, uh Jamie, you and I spend a lot of time on the internet for too our, much time. For our, yeah, too much time. <laughs> I could see how the two things that would be on your mind would be social justice and Star Wars. Those are the main things in my feed, really. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that fits. Yeah, because uh, I have a lot of friends who are very active in, in social justice issues. And the, and the thing for me, like, there's nothing in my set that that's, that's super controversial. It's sort of like there's some stuff about ageism. There's like, hey, women are people too jokes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but sometimes they feel a little risky. And, and then there's the chemtrails are poisoning our young people chunk. Uh, it slipped that in very, it's in the subtext. Yeah. If you listen for it. If you, you play the set backwards. <laughs> you can hear about. Yes, may the chemtrails be with you. <laughs> uh, well, great. Uh, so I think it's about time for another uh, dose of fresh air, another drink of water. To tease the audience for when we come back from break, Emmy, you brought a second snack. I'm going to change my nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Emmy Blotnick, second snack. Uh, We'll be right back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm 
Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I am Renee Colvert, a dog wanter. And together, we're the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog, a podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. So let's talk about this. What are you getting yourself into? What is this podcast about? Well, we have dog news, dog experts, and interviews with special guests about their dogs. We also talk about dogs that we met this week. Join us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org for new episodes of Can I Pet Your Dog? It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Emmy Blotnick, Pepito Bandito. <laughs> Joseph Scrimshaw, shame eater. Um, so, Emmy, you were teasing our next snack with your nickname. Yes. As you did with Cornbright Scholar. <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell us, tell us what else you've brought us from uh, a grocery store that sells mystery foods. So these are uh, – the brand is Pepito I didn't steal them. <laughs> okay. Did I imply that you stole them? No, Bendito. I think oh, makes it sound okay. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I robbed them. Well, we, nobody thought that we were becoming scholars by eating the other one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and these are labeled tasty garbanzos. Uh, it's garbanzos con chile, uh, which they're sort of – they're dried garbanzo beans covered in, in dark chili dust. Okay. So I think they'll be good. Yeah, that does not sound uh, – that does not sound untasty. Yeah. Sounds like I'm going to eat a David Bowie song or something about that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like definitely not – like they don't seem exactly exotic. They just looked good. Sure. I think like a David Bowie song, this too will make me feel like I have an androgynous sexuality. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of crunch factor here. Yeah, for sure. Also kind of a – these taste like packing product smell. <laughs> yeah. And At I'm, the front. And I mean this in the best possible way, that when you get past the hint of spice, which is palpable, mm-hmm. it's a very intense spice, it does taste like you're eating trash. <laughs> yes. Like this, it tastes like non-food. Yeah. I feel like I got something spicy from Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the packing material. Mm-hmm. For sure. It, I mean, maybe that's a fun... It's a fun new promotion from Amazon. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, in wine, in when assholes describe wine, they talk about, like, it's got these notes at the front and these notes right. as a finish or whatever. Sure. It's envelopes as a front at the beginning. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then chili as a finish. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it's very, it's very descriptive. Yeah. There's that, something cementy about it. Like, it's going to stay with me for a while. Like, if I don't get it off my teeth, it's yeah. going to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember. I see notes of cement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember once when I worked on uh, Fuel TV, we would do these segments uh, like they loved like challenging eating segments and like doing crazy stunts and stuff like that. So I think we were shooting a week of shows in Vegas and I uh, went to this place that apparently had a ghost pepper burger, a burger that had a ghost pepper on it, um, uh, which is, I guess, the hottest in – you know, heat units, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the hottest heat unit per per square inch pepper. Yeah, 700 fieris. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And um, I remember, you know, being able to do, you know, five bites of this burger before I had to tap out. And it was so it was so intense. Um, and then I remember like later on in the day, several hours later, I went to the bathroom and 
in going to the bathroom, as part of going to the bathroom, touched my own penis and felt a and felt a burning heat travel up my penis because a little bit of the sauce was still under my fingernail. Wow. Oh my god! And I kind of have a feeling that uh, unless we unless we wash thoroughly after this, some of this packing yeah. peanut uh, yeah. uh, residue will maybe get into our genitals. That was that a really is- fun story for me because I was assuming since you were talking about eating something hot, this was going to be a pooping story. Mm. And I was wondering why it was you were a- touching your penis <laughs> No, no, no. It was not a poo-poo story. It was a pee-pee story. <laughs> much more high class. You thought I was going poo-poo. I was going pee-pee. <laughs> you zigged and oh. I expected you to zag. Yeah, so I think of the... Yeah, I probably need to cut this I'm with a few corn brights. corn brights now. Yeah, that seems good. Those are not uh, so good. Yeah. yeah. They're a little spicy for me because uh, I am a little milk toast Midwest human. Oh, mm. yeah. They um, are spicy. Oh, yeah, the corn brights. Corn brights make it okay. <laughs> sweet, sweet corn brights. Take mm. these next time you eat a ghost pepper burger or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, sweet. just have a handful. I, th- I hope, I sense, and I don't know where my career is going. I mean, none of us can say which way the <laughs> tides will turn in life, but I sincerely hope that I do not have to go back to the world of goofy deep cable challenge segments. <laughs> as, as as lovely a time as I had yeah. uh, being bitten by snakes and uh, p- pantsed by skateboarders. Scorching your dick. Yeah, scorching my dick. <laughs> And that wasn't even on air, right? No, I mean some of the, some of it was on air, some of it was off. The penis touching wasn't, right? Uh, no, yeah, that was <laughs> yes, that was just in my private time. The camera crew only captured the screams from outside the bathroom. <laughs> right, <laughs> I left my mic on so they hear me shrieking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would. I mean, I think I'm fine never doing another goofy cable TV yeah. challenge segment. Fair Absolutely. enough. Yeah. Um, Have you done like the cinnamon challenge? No, I did not do the cinnamon challenge. Uh, yeah, this was a this was, that's a, that's a little, you know. Clearly, you don't know Basic. the fuel TV <laughs> vibe, Emmy. This had to be extreme. Yeah, cinnamon challenge. That's for that's for YouTube cuties. That's true. That's not that's not good enough for television. No, yeah, it's a famous person. <laughs> sure, yeah, if exactly. it's like Mario Lopez takes the cinnamon challenge. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> Mario, if you're out there, we want to see you try and eat a tablespoon of cinnamon. He's the mayor of penis. Los Angeles. Yeah, right. Honorary mayor. Yeah, but he can call for executions. Right. Yeah. Yes. Good. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, who better? Somebody has to. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, from time to time, and uh, of course by from time to time, I mean in every single episode, we like to go to our phone lines uh, where our uh, our listeners have been kind enough to provide us with voicemails uh, for a segment we call Momentous Occasions. Uh, Jen, would you roll that first clip? Hey, 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 Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, I'm currently in the supermarket and a... Uh, buying uh, maxi pads for my wife um, and uh, then a, a gentleman walked by to the condom section because the condoms are right next to the maxi pads and uh, walked up and just stopped his cart, turned and looked and just let out a big sigh like ah, I'm looking for these. Started com- reading, comparing them, looking at all of the backs of the boxes and I look over at him and he's looking very closely and he pulls out his monocle so he can read the back of the condom box. So this is a very high-class gentleman comparing notes to make sure that the, either the lubricant or the, some sort of crucial aspect. Um, so, yeah, very uh, very picky condom uh, shopper using a monocle. Of course, uh, you can probably guess that we're in Portland. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. 
quick. Just, I, I think I want to take a minute to give that momentous occasion a quick round of applause. It was momentous. Yeah. I mean, wow. and listen, nothing against our listeners who are lovely people and are kind enough to call us in and provide us with, with content every week. But we've been doing this for so long that sometimes... I'm a little numb when it comes to momentous occasions, you know. You yeah, have... you motherfuckers better bring your A game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, we've heard a husband agreed to a three-way. We've heard I'm, you know, I'm walking in a public park and someone has an odd animal on a leash. But I think condom dandy really, <laughs> really reawoken my passion for this segment. That is fucking amazing. That is great. Uh, oh, threesome also sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know the threesome was hot. Yeah, <laughs> especially if there are three monocles. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just a couple of just a bunch of dandies going to town on each other. Maybe Dumbledore comes in later. <laughs> hey guys, it's me. That's my Dumbledore impression, by the way. <laughs> I like Brooklyn Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I'm a wizard. <laughs> Get ready to suck my balls. Gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, boy, I really like I like the presentational nature of that too. Of this man just wanting everyone to know that he he was a, such a discerning sex haver. Yeah, that he needed to inspect these closely with 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 his monocle. Yeah, there's something beautifully rhythmic about the shape of a monocle and the shape of a condom. Oh, oh I didn't nice think little, about that. Nice yeah, mirror. sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, he has yeah. a tiny one for his penis. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me have a closer look. Yeah, see what spice is disturbing my penis. Uh, the last time I was in the, um, you know, adult sex prep area of the drugstore. Sex prep. By getting some sex prep items in preparation for sex. That's what you chop up all those celery and you keep it in a little bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You put, a, you put a pot of water on to boil. Yeah, you separate all the spices. Sure, yeah, and you, and you marinate the chicken in a little <laughs> Ziploc bag of buttermilk overnight. I know how to have sex, Emmy. <laughs> Set out your DVD of You've Got Mail. <laughs> oh, what's this? I guess we better watch this and get super horny. Fan out the other Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got them all. <laughs> Always be prepared. <laughs> what are the other Meg Ryan movies? I was trying to pull a couple, but I realized I couldn't do it. Uh, she in Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah. Sleepless in Seattle. That was the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Yeah. D- dupe twofer. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Just you've got mail, but there's no mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you don't have mail in Sleepless in Seattle. Anyways, and, and I, as, as I always like to say uh, to our listeners when we can't remember something on the air, <laughs> do not tell us on Twitter later <laughs> that we've forgotten it. If I want to look up Meg Ryan movies, I'm going to do it. As... As we discussed a few weeks ago, the policy for that is now, instead of tweeting us about something that you want us to know, tweet Senator Ted Cruz. (laughs) So I want everybody out there, every Meg Ryan fan out there who was fucking going nuts during that last part, yelling their favorite Meg Ryan movies. (laughs) Round up that filmography. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Take that rage. Get on Twitter.com. And as always, project that back at Senator Ted Cruz. Let him know what your favorite Meg Ryan movies Fill are. Fill the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Pointed at Ted Cruz. <laughs> Blast him in the face with Meg Ryan. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe like go on YouTube, find some favorite Meg Ryan moments, <laughs> and let Senator Ted Cruz know, for God's sakes, don't let us know. It's just annoying. Anyways, uh, so when I was standing in front of the – when I was, I was getting ready to go to the sex prep area and there was a, there was a woman there taking a long time, all, not 
not pulling out a monocle, unfortunately, <laughs> but just a normal woman who is discerning about her sex prep products. And so I – usually when you're in that zone, you kind of know what you're after. It's not a browsing situation. You know, maybe you look for a good deal or a clearance or something like that. But <laughs> Clearance. Yeah. <laughs> Defective lube. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of know what you're after. You grab it and you, you, know, you don't linger. But this woman was, was lingering. And so I guess I was kind of forced to linger too because I needed to get by her to get my item. Uh, and I saw uh, something that was kind of amazing and I definitely – made an impulse decision in the sex prep aisle, which I had never done before. And my impulse was to get this item called Fresh Balls. Wow. <laughs> it is a cream for your balls that has a muscle man on it. Oh. Uh, this is, I think we are close enough to West Hollywood in this story to where the the gay man demographic is probably who they're aiming this product at. Uh but I, you know, sometimes but everyone appreciates fresh balls. Sure, I have a problem. Uh, with... Ladies, fellows, <laughs> sure, <laughs> yes. absolutely. I might check that out, not for sex purposes, just for life. Sure, yeah, just to kind of kind of go through life with a with a kind of confidence that you can only get from having fresh balls. Fresh it's muscular cream? balls. It's man. a cream, okay. uh, and it's to stand in for. It's is a cream you use. In place of like a gold bond. In place of like a ghost pepper. Like a ghost, yeah, like rubbing pure ghost pepper extract on your penis to create a fire sensation. But see, I understand what gold bond, like powdering your balls makes Mm -hmm. sense to me, but I don't know how the cream... Also, how it dovetails with freshness. Uh, I, I think it just it, it acts in the same way in that it reduces moisture, I see. which yeah. in these hot days of ours mm-hmm. is an issue. Seems like just like Tell calling a movie it. of film. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, we are. I think we are gilding a lily here. <laughs> We're creaming a ball. <laughs> and this is this. I think you are paying a premium. <laughs> I think we are you're paying a premium for this packaging which yes. is kind of a gunmetal gray and featuring a silhouette of a muscle man. Like yeah. if his balls are fresh. Yeah, you know muscle man's balls be fresh. <laughs> That's how ladies cat call. Yeah, hey hey muscle man. Oh, are those balls you... fresh? Are those balls fresh muscle man? <laughs> you know it ladies. <laughs> Meet me in the sex prep area. You got them fresh balls. <laughs> I'm going to be prepping for sex. I'll see you guys later. So did so you bought it. So I bought this cream and I've been applying it, uh, you know, semi-regularly. This is part of my daily routine as yeah. I would a gold bond or um, I think on the show I've also expressed affinity for an anti-monkey butt powder. Uh, this is a more whimsical item that features a cartoon ape <laughs> with a bulbous red ass. It seems like a Mario Kart power-up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. Blue shells, super cheap, monkey butt powder, can turn the tides of any race. Um, so I but I have really been enjoying Fresh Balls. I mean, I do enjoy Gold Bond and I do enjoy anti-monkey butt powder, but also – but Fresh Balls definitely has a – uh, it has a kind of a menthol-y feeling. Oh, nice! That, that's so nice. Uh, is it's kind of lovely. So I just want to go ahead and express some uh, fondness for fresh balls here on the program, and also just to 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 reach out to them, maybe just maybe to their social media people. Do you advertise? We oh, yeah. we like to you know run ads on the show from time to time, and and I I feel strongly about the product, and I feel like I can endorse it. So if anyone at Fresh Balls is listening out there. 
uh, let us know. We've got competitive pricing here for, <laughs> for ads on this program, and I think you'll be reaching an audience uh, that is not only savvy but uh, active on social you'll media. You'll be reaching around. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be reaching Reach around. around for our two-for-one balls deal. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy. Uh, Jen, do we have another call uh, sitting in there? Hello. I am calling from Brooklyn uh, with a story that uh, my boyfriend and I went and camped illegally uh, at the shores of Montauk, built a fire, had some peach moonshine uh, at sunrise. We packed up, headed out, then picked a random spot on a satellite image to go hiking away from everybody. Uh, So as we trudged through the wooded area next to the ocean, getting bitten up by bugs, we came upon a lagoon with a nice sandy bank. So we decided to lay out our blanket and then proceed to have anal sex. When that was finished, we went into the lagoons, uh, splashed around for a while, and put our toes back on. And when we hiked out and got in our car to leave, we came across the scenic overlook. We stopped. We read the informational signage that told us that the lagoon was treacherous with quicksand. What a way to go. Love the show. You know, it's easy to also, get. last day of summer, September 22nd. Hey. You know, it's it's easy to get cynical in this modern age about you know relationships. You know what is what is love? Is it a just this social construct? Is it something that's fed to us by greeting card companies and pop songs? Is it is it just this outmoded you know idea that we use to to justify our base urges? I think it's easy to think that sometimes. Yeah. But you know, Jordan, you know the answer now. Yeah, love is real. It's- <laughs> It's anal sex by a lagoon. Yeah, <laughs> love is real, you can and find it is it on your GPS. <laughs> yeah. Just go to a random marker, have have a mouthful of peach moonshine, and do some butt stuff near some quicksand. That is beautiful. That was, wow. and it was delivered in such a a, a gloriously boring monotone. Yeah. I will be honest. I zoned out until she said anal sex. I was taking a snooze. Yeah, and I woke up to. S- <laughs> By that, at that point, the quicksand was just passe. Like, yes, yeah. yes. I was in a quicksand lagoon. I was thinking about how I could get more corn brights <laughs> without disrupting the flow of the show too much. And then, and then that little detail came in and, uh, and, and really, I don't know, really... Really fucked that story in the ass. <laughs> it seemed like one of those uh, like listening tests that you would do in like maybe junior high. Oh where yeah, you can see like your buddy has written something and there's a detail in it. Are you listening well enough to pick up the detail? Sure. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Wow. One of I'm these things is away. not like the other. <laughs> um, Good for them keeping their relationship spicy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's something we can all learn. I mean, in this you know workaday world, you you know rush, 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 yeah. and you don't have time to 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 you know make that make your special someone feel special. Yeah, keep it keep it like a spicy garbanzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we feel like the anal part was planned? Because mm. it, do we feel like the anal? It's never planned. (laughs) I'm going to maybe disagree with you guys here. I mean, I don't know how closely you listen to the program, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had on um, the lovely Coco... Who works at the Pleasure Chest here in West Hollywood? Oh, oh I thought you meant wife of Ice T. <laughs> oh so God! If anyone, if anyone has a line to Ice T's wife Coco, we would love to have her on the show. Yeah, uh, but no, this is a nice, a nice educator who works at the Pleasure Chest, and I think if I took anything away from her talk that she gave mm-hmm. us, which was all about anal August, 
um, the holiday <laughs> that they created to sell butt plugs is that good anal sex requires a lot of preparation yeah. and education and uh, and you know it's something that it, it you know excuse the excuse the course nature of this remark but it's something you ease into uh so i i would hope that these people being you know responsible sex positive people yeah. did do a little bit of preparation yeah it sounds like it it just yeah. sounds like they were maybe got to the lake and they wanted to do something different when they got to that special gps location sure yeah. <laughs> they fought through the ants and the bugs yeah like what can we do to make this special they didn't know the quicksand was going to happen so yeah it could have turned into a boring event sure because that story was pretty much about anal sex and quicksand. <laughs> Those were the highlights. Yeah. Where's that Indiana Jones movie, by the way? <laughs> Indiana Jones and the anal quicksand. <laughs> Sheila If God willing. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be right back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Emmy Blotnick, Cornbright Scholar. Hmm. Joseph Scrimshaw, Cream Baller. <laughs> I will say that we have been, as a group, not only going to town on this podcast, but going to town on this bag of Cornbrights. <laughs> these are the winners. Yeah, these are great. I think we have not touched the Pepitos. Uh, am I getting the name of that right? Pepitos? Pepitos, the brand. Uh-huh. Uh, they're called Garbanzo con Chile. Con, yeah, we yeah. we have not been touching the Garbanzos. They're little spice rocks. Mm-hmm. Emmy, you gasped. Was there something about the label that... In the corner, it says Chappie's brand. <laughs> <laughs> so my world has been thrown into chaos. Sure, yeah. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I think is the big question. Um, so yeah, we I think we all heartily endorse these endorse uh, corn, endorse, endorse these boys endorse these guys. Hey, it's me, Dumbledore, <laughs> Brooklyn Dumbledore. I'm a wizard. I'm flying here Let's on my broom. Some sex. <laughs> uh, so yeah, corn brights. If you can, if you if you can find them at your local snackery, definitely pick up a yeah. bag. Yeah, they kind of make you feel like you're high. <laughs> yeah, I think I am getting a little bit of a buzz. Yeah, yeah like a little sugar float. <laughs> sure. Indeed. Um, well, we are coming to the end of our program. You've both been delightful guests. Uh, it's been lovely. Uh, Joseph, uh, if, if people out there are listening, uh, is there anything regarding you that they should make sure to check out after this podcast? Uh, well, you can find me on all the social medias at, at Joseph Scrimshaw, and uh, I also have a podcast called Obsessed that's on Feral Audio. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Uh, uh, any 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 live dates either around uh, around town or yeah. elsewhere in the country? Yeah, I have a show that I do every month called Comedy Dream Time, where I ask people if there's like a role that they've wanted to play, like a dream role, and then I write a sketch for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, this coming Saturday, I don't know when the podcast is being released, but I, soon, like right? Uh, yeah, this will be on Monday. So yeah, people oh. probably could make it to that show next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the next Saturday, it's uh, Dana Snyder from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Hey, terrific! Yeah. A, a beloved Jordan Jesse Go guest. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Emmy. Is there anything people should look out uh, in regards to you? Um, I guess also the social media things. I'm at Emmy Blotnick on Twitter and uh, my website, cornbrights.net. <laughs> just cornbright fan, fan yeah. art. It's mostly just uh, uh, two-bit gifs of spinning cornbrights. <laughs> um, that's, uh, no, I, I, 
I'm trying to think of it. I'm, I'll be at UCB October 8th. There's that. Hey, there. Nice. There yeah. you go. Is that kind of soon? Let's, oh, yeah. I, I, I think that's soon enough. Of, so. Soon enough for people to mark their calendars. Right on. Uh, buy a ticket in advance. Yeah. And get over there to the show. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, Jesse Thorne uh, will, in theory, be back next week for another canonical program. <laughs> uh, for everybody here, I've been Jordan Morris. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.